I did make sure I ate before getting on this call um, because like, I didn't want to be hangry. I just want to be regular angry. Fair enough. <laughs> well, then you're 201 better than me. Oh no. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Higher Podlick. This is the Rogue Podrin spinoff where it's the same people with a different title. But the, but not the Podrilorian. It's a different one where it's a spinoff <laughs> with the same people with a different title. I am Supreme Chancellor Danny, and I am joined for this episode by Grand Jedi Master Supreme of the Universe, uh, Meg Humphrey. Hi. And uh, Jedi uh, Dog Walking Specialist, Safi Saf. <laughs> is that... It does, is the modifier... Is Jedi modifier Is it Jedi dogs or dogs? <laughs> Am I a Jedi who walks dogs, or do I walk Jedi dogs? There's a comma. Yeah, you walk you walk the dogs of Jedi, and there's only one. So really, you're just an Ember okay. walk specialist. You just walk I'm Ember. Okay with that. I do Best like friends that. I do with like Ember, Ember is what I mean. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm happy with that. Hell yeah. Uh, hey, it all came to a crashing conclusion this month. We're here to talk about <laughs> The Fallen Star by Claudia Gray, the third, uh, third adult novel of the first phase of The High Republic. The first release of the third wave of the final phase of the the High Republic. Jesus and we're going full spoilers, no notes, uh, but we do have one note this time because for the first time in a High Republic episode, we're going to have a dramatic reading. But first, the galaxy is at peace, ruled by the glorious Republic and protected by the noble and wise Jedi Knights. This is the era of the High Republic. How are we feeling up in this starlight beacon tonight? Uh, painful. Very painful. Um, there is no starlight beacon, so. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I. We did ward spoilers, and also they literally told us that so many it's times. It's called The Falling it's also Star. The, of the fucking book. I'm so mad because I, I went on record multiple times of saying, like, Starlight Beacon's gonna be fine at the end of this. They're trying to throw us off the scent. Oh. Even though there were literally images of like Starlight Beacon in a fiery blaze falling Body. to the ground. You fool. You know what? It was a long shot, but how awesome would I have looked right now it, if that had been cool. the case? Very cool. <laughs> very cool. I the, the I really love the moment in which there's it's like monologuing for Stellan Geos, and he's like, Starlight Beacon will not fall. And then the cover is the falling star. And I'm like, uh oh, Stellan. Stellan <laughs> forgot to look at the cover like, again. Yeah. Uh oh, Stellan. You're in the wrong book. Uh, um, one thing I would like to point out before we get into like the actual discussion of the book is that instead of kombucha, they have rambucha. And it made me really mad. And I hated that. I blocked that out because it probably pissed me off. I just off. had to comment on that because I was looking to see if I had any notes on the book, and that was the one note I had. I was being <laughs> mad about that. Maybe that was just like a slang that Ram Jamaram started. Oh, <laughs> what if it's like because like the same way that he Ram, started Wizard? It's like Ram's favorite, so yeah. everyone calls it Rambucha. Yeah, exactly. It's just like a like a Jedi inside joke. I, I hope so. 
I love Ram Dram. Um, Ra- I- Ram Jam's name is like rife for puns. Like if the Jedi aren't making like pun <laughs> after pun about Ram Jam Ram, then they're they're not they're not doing it right, you know? No. I'm really glad that this is the first and only like adult um high republic book that i read Mm -hmm. and part of it is because it is by claudia gray and i like her writing and i trust her writing and so i knew it'd like be good um i was really pleasantly surprised when it was also like here are all the characters that claudia introduced in her ya book and i'm like yeah god (laughs) yeah i did very much enjoy all of the recurring characters yeah um and especially going into this, like, I know Stellan, but like, I know shit about Elzar Man. Um, besides that, he was like a galactic fuckboy. Mm-hmm. Is 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 the is what I gained from Twitter was that he's a galactic fuckboy. But no one told me that he sees the Force as an ocean. That seems like really important. <laughs> like, how how did how did that never come up? No one told me. How did we never relay that very important piece of information yeah, to you? No one, told me and like mm. he's like he's I, like the hottest mess of them all and he sees the force as a note like this character was made for you it's me uh and and i i listened to the audiobook version of this and chapter two is like where elzar's doing his his stuff his meditation trying to come back from being a fuck boy and it just has the sound of waves in the background for the entire chapter oh my and god it is beautiful i was like i was also listening to this like in the bath and i'm like oh my god this is so good wow a transcendent higher public experience right there i was like that's amazing i was very much and like orla is in that chapter who i love orla mm-hmm. and i i just i was yelling <laughs> i'm like this is so good this is like such good star wars and character development <laughs> and this guy the narrator puts a little too much mustard on it sometimes but i was <laughs> really enjoying elzar just having a really tough time and then geode showed up and i'm like oh yes <laughs> yeah so i i've been praising the high republic for their ability to sort of like create these uh, contained stories where you can just follow the YA line, just follow the middle grade line, just follow the adult line, all out the window with this book. Yeah, but yeah it's gone. Like, it actually worked in your case because my new thing now is that you just have to follow specific authors within the higher public. Yes. So if you've read Claudia Gray's books, uh, I guess you kind of needed one of Justine Ireland's here too. You needed the um, the Rising Storm to understand mm. what was going on with Nan and, and Yancey. But even that, like you could probably piece it together. But really- I read The Rising Storm, right? Yeah, because I knew about Yan and, and yeah. Yancey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, as I was reading it, I was like, okay, I know most almost all these characters because I've managed to read all of the books that they were in. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> right. I was, ugh. like, I know Wreath is off doing whatever, but we'll read about that later, I guess. It's okay, but... he's, he's safe. <laughs> from this yeah well we'll we'll see him soon yeah say from this (laughs) very important specific language there um yeah i feel like probably the biggest plot thread you had to pick up meg was but whatever happened to load and great storm and what was going on with bell and the levelers like did you feel lost at all there or were you able to piece that together no like the bell like bell specifically like his issues were very clear like i i had no idea loden what's his name Great storm. great storm loaded i keep thinking his name is like loden storm and i'm like that's not correct <laughs> close <laughs> um but like i didn't know 
he was dead. I didn't know any about anything about that plot line, but the like you get enough information to understand that he was reported as killed, but he wasn't. And mm-hmm. Bell is really beating himself up about like not like trying to go find him and not trying to go save him. And like that's where a lot of his grief is coming from, right? And you see how he uses that like in the rest of the book. And like I think the biggest. Yeah, honestly, I think Elzar Mann's backstory was the thing that it was like missing the most out of. Um, like I, I understood that like, oh, he brushed against the dark side a little bit. Yep. Uh, and that's why he's on this on this beach training with Orla Dreni. Uh, but it was also like not that important, I guess, the details, because yeah. like it was just, well, He's having a hard time. <laughs> he's having a hard time. He's in love with another Jedi. You know, it's easy to understand. Right. Yeah. And like he he spells it out for himself very clearly in his <laughs> monologues. Right. Like it's not necessarily that he has feelings for her. It's that Avar Chris would never get attached to him. And like, that's what he's like sad about. Yeah. And <laughs> he's like, but attachments. And Avar she... Chris is like, no attachments. Right. And he's, he's like, like, but they're so oh. good. Have you ever tried having attachments? <laughs> Let's just try it. No. Um, <laughs> but like the, the relationship. And I think like the other thing that like could be missing, but I didn't really, either I didn't care or it was enough for me. But I think the other would just be like that triad relationship of Avar, Elzar, and Stellan. Mm-hmm. And like how much background that they have and that like Stellan and Avar fought before Avar left, right? And I think I think that's like the one thing that was what eventually get explained, but like the tension and how they were like childhood friends. And, you know, they were always seen as like a constellation together. Like that didn't come up until like the end. And I'm like, oh, this was really important. (laughs) Yeah. No, and that most of that I have not read yet either. I I believe the I think the falling out maybe is in the comics. But like, I, I think I was so excited to see these three together because we've known from the beginning that they're sort of a, a triad and, and whether you want to interpret that romantically or not, I 100% do for the record, but oh, yes, however you want to, like it's been alluded to from the beginning that like this trio is like something special. There's a special connection. Yeah. And and then so here come the spoilers with Stellan dying at the end. I'm like, I wanted to see the three of them in action. Instead, Avar's like off in the comic again this entire book. And so we didn't get to see the three of them together. And so I don't, you know, we know phase two is now flashing back. I don't know if we're going to go bump all the way up to the beginning to see them as kids, like being messy lovers or what. Oh, I had no idea it was flashing back. That's good. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not because there are so many loose ends and I need to know what is happening. I need to know if Burry Yaga's still alive. We'll find out in 2024 when no! phase three comes. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. What if they, what if phase three actually jumps back further than phase two? <laughs> I actually joked with that. I was like, every single phase of the Higher Public is just further back. Like, what we just read is the phase end of the Higher Public. <laughs> we will I'm never know furious. about Burry Yaga. <laughs> no, I refuse. I have so many questions, and it's mostly about Burry Yaga. And also, I need to see Vern's reaction to Stellan dying. 
Yes. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Oof. Yep, definitely. Oof. Yeah. Oof. So yeah, so I I struggled with this book a little bit. I've I've kind of gone on record with how I was I, I felt a little empty when I was done, and part of it was this the Stellan situation, and part of it was feeling like Avar Chris really should have been in this book, and and I get that she's in the comics, but it just felt like more than any of the other books like i felt like they kept being like and other things are happening on the top half <laughs> like okay go read the comics yeah <laughs> but once i sort of got over all that like like being able to look back and see like this is claudia gray did what claudia gray does best which is character moments mm-hmm. and um relationships and 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 looking at stellan's journey in this book like outside of my desire to see the three of them together like it was a really powerful journey for stellan <laughs> And, yeah. and and going back and revisiting him going down with the ship, you know, it's just like, damn boy. I was so choked up during his like final monologue mm-hmm. where he's yeah. just thinking about how this is an action that he's doing for himself. And this is who he, he finally knows who he is as Stellan Geos and not Jedi Master Stellan Geos and not... Uh, it was so good and I'm like I I can't imagine what Stellan would be like after that right like if he got the chance to go I mean rip Orla I'm so furious we'll we'll get to Orla (laughs) Um, but like if he if he had the chance to then move on after realizing how stuck he was in certain things and how stuck he was on like what the Jedi should be and not necessarily listening to like what the force tells him or what his own beliefs are. Um, he would have been like such a, such a powerful and good person. And he didn't get the chance to be like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm so mad. I, I like, I like Stellan Geos a lot. But I, at the end, I was like, I love Stellan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think if, if you do ever go back and read Rising Storm, like I think Stellan's the reason why you should, because his journey is so, I mean, he so he kind of accidentally becomes the face of the Jedi Order right, at the end right. of that book. And then he just like, you like you can see it, this whole book, like he just is feeling the pressure of expectation, 90% of which is entirely self-fabricated. Sure can't relate to that at all. <laughs> not that any of us know anything. <laughs> no, about no, that's not podcast. that's not anything we've yeah. Uh yeah, it's it, it was it was very real to sort of see like Elzar and, and the other Jedi just being like, Stellan, have you had water today? No. You're taking a nap? <laughs> no. He's like, no, I can't. I'm the face of the Jedi Order. And they're like, no, just but just, like, No naps. And then like run off. He took he took one nap and it did not go well for him. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like that was the extent they had to go to to get this guy to take a nap was to unleash a leveler on him <laughs> it was a bad nap <laughs> not a good nap <laughs> yeah stolen i get uh it. love the scene where he's like coming out of it's like when you come out of the um when you get a surgery what what is it, what is it called when you get a surgery and they um they knock you out what am i trying to think of anesthesia yeah anesthesia words it was it basically was like coming out coming out of anesthesia conversation between him and elzar where he's just like uh whoa and elzar was like if we weren't in a life-threatening situation right now i totally would be recording this and plug it back (laughs) at every birthday party for the rest of your life i'm gonna post this on tiktok yeah avar is 100 gonna see this (laughs) um I'm just really upset about Stellan. But 
I'm excited in the timelines where Stellan still exists, aka the manga. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully right, Edge of yeah. Balance 2 is is before this and we get more sexy Stellan. I think it is because I think stuff in Edge of Balance relates directly to like the fear creature or whatever it is. The the Dren gear? The not the oh, other the, the, other no, the thing. Yeah, yeah. What what is the what is this thing? Because you keep calling it something. The levelers. Yeah, they never call it that in the book. What are the levelers? They didn't call it levelers? What do they call it? No, they didn't call them anything. They didn't call them anything. what they were. Huh. Yeah, in in the second book, he calls it the leveler. Oh, that's stupid. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that whole, like, that was another thing where it's just like, we don't know anything more about this. I really, and and again, it makes sense now that we're flashing back, because I think we're obviously going to get backstory on whatever this thing is that Martian Rowe is using. But it's creepy AF. Yeah, it's scary that it can just utterly annihilate Jedi I, like that. I'm... I get... Listen, I get the appeal of a bad boy. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm angry. I get the appeal of a bad boy. I get like, ooh, I want to fix him. Or like, ooh, the aesthetic of like you know black clothes or makeup or helmets all the time like i get it i get why you want to root for bad guys makiyon roe is one of the fucking cruelest people in star wars period Mm -hmm. why are you standing him why are you hot for him like what the fuck (laughs) like he is a terrible awful person (laughs) i was like into him as far as i liked his mask like, you know me and masks and helmets. I yeah, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's hot. I dig that. Don't like him as a person. But as soon as I saw a picture with his mask off, I was like, it's all gone. All the attraction's gone. I'm done. <laughs> he definitely the worst he's been in this book for sure. Yeah. He was like there, there was not a moment of him in this book where I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I can see and relate to you and empathize with you, which there has been in the previous two. Mm. Did not feel that in this one at all. It's just like, ugh. He you just, just make me so unhappy. He yeah, just gets worse, evil. worse and worse through that book. And I, I hate him so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and what's up with his creepy, like, giant, angry droid dog? He okay, has that so many cool. of them now. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. I, but it is very evil. Can I say that I was actually really afraid at the end that he was going to slaughter, like, all of the like Nile that he got together for a party. Yeah, definitely, just, yeah, definitely agree. Replace them the all with too. droids. That's what I thought he was gonna do. Um, so like one, I guess relieved it's not that, but also <laughs> maybe he'll do it later. <laughs> After he takes the Jedi's down, like he'll just do it later. I, I would not be surprised if that is part of the plan. Yeah, because yeah. definitely here he, you saw him being like, "Yeah, most of you are expendable. Get off my ship." Right. Like he found he somehow brainwashed the three to be like true believers and 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 go infiltrate Starlight. Very curious what how that all worked. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to lie to people who don't have much, right? And like, yeah, these these folks out on the on the fringe in the the what's it called frontier out outer rim um, <laughs> like it's hard out there and yeah. you know uh some promises and like 
a little bit of truth in that promise of just like you have a place to live like you have food to eat and stuff like that like goes a a very long disgusting way yeah the yeah. uh the assistant i definitely thought we were we were building mm-hmm. to a, a story where she was gonna like kill him at the very I end and take she was over. gonna betray him because because she kind of came out of nowhere and was just like this yeah. like it, like very fascinating character of like she knew exactly she's like i know exactly how much to be present but not present like clearly very smart and manipulative mm-hmm. in her own way so maybe maybe that's coming still but i definitely thought there was going to be some sort of a she she's really good at positioning herself exactly where she needs yeah. to be. I don't think she's going to kill him because she very much wants to be a follower, not a leader. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of part of her character, wasn't it? Where it's kind of like yeah. she she's she doesn't like, want to okay be with a, that. Yeah, she doesn't want to be in a position of power. She doesn't want to be noticed. She's happy with just being a really good follower and just being safe there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I didn't think like I wanted her to kill him, but not out of like I'm going to take over the Nile now, but more out of she's had this secret agenda this entire time and was purposefully putting herself in a position of trust so she mm-hmm. could just murder him for like personal reasons. Because yeah. Lord knows there's probably a lot of people who want to kill him for personal reasons. <laughs> oh, the be- the best motivation for murder is when it's murder for personal reasons. Yeah. That's yeah. what they say. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they yep, say. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> they being serial killers. <laughs> and then we had uh Senator Steros, who the entire time was just the dog in the house Ooh. on fire going, This is fine. This oh, is funny. This is fun. This is Senator. This is not He's fine. He's a damn fool. My yeah. God. Senator. When you saw the droids, you should have left. <laughs> should run. Yeah. Yep. And it was almost like she was like, I'm a politician. Politicians are supposed to be evil. I'm going to do an evil. Th- oh, nope. This was too evil. I, uh, <laughs> ooh, shoot. I really messed this one up. Like, <laughs> but it was worth it, lady. <laughs> maybe, maybe Senator Staros is that is supposed to be kind of like that self-insert character that you relate to and is now showing the readers that like, yeah, sure. You thought you wanted to bone down with them before but <laughs> he's a villain <laughs> you should rethink that <laughs> yeah he's just using her he doesn't give a shit because senator staros is like oh <laughs> she's gonna die as soon as she's not useful anymore she's, she's realizing what's actually going on here very slowly but she her, her and ray need to sit down for a long conversation oh my god this is bad <laughs> yeah i hope avon is okay Avon is her daughter. Oh, oh right, yep, yeah. Yep. <laughs> the blank stares from uh, from uh, from the middle grade book. Yes, the yes. smarty smarty pants. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's such a good kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks to be the that. child of a politician. better than her mom being like that. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, a lot of a lot of bad moms in the higher public. A lot of bad. They've really bad balanced mom. out them being a lot of bad dads and being a lot of yeah. bad moms. They're like, hey, you wanted some alive moms? Okay, here you go. They suck. <laughs> all bad. Speaking of, let's check in on Chancy Yarrow and Nan. I, oh boy, I didn't see that coming. Me neither. I did not see that coming at all. I. I mean, I did. I did like 
two paragraphs before it happened. Right, but like, and then I it's just like, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that, please stop. I, I was listening to it while I was washing dishes, and I was, I like almost like broke a glass in my hand. So, I, like. Elzar, no. Elzar, no. No. Elzar, Elzar we worked on this. <laughs> and the entire book, like, I'm never mad to see Nan, honestly, because I really like Nan. I like Nan. Yeah, but I the like whole Nan. book, I was just kind of like, what are they doing here? They're they're not really connecting to anything. Oh. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I... And especially with Chansey, right? Like, if you've read out of the shadows right Mm -hmm. if you read out of the shadows like you you saw kind of how fraught her situation is with Silvestri and I don't like feel bad for her in that way right like she made her choices and, and stuff like that but like knowing that she is just like in this point right just trying to survive just trying to get out of here and keeps thinking could I patch things up with my daughter, right? Like The whole time where she's like trying to be this mother figure for Nan and every time Nan opens her mouth, she's like, oh God, I miss Sylvester. Right! <laughs> Sylvester yeah, is so much better than you in every way. I miss my daughter so <laughs> I, much. Why? I Maybe I should have been a little more delicate with her. Right, like, <laughs> this is torture. <laughs> it's, it's like a really, I think Claudia wrote her so well because you can see clearly that she has like regrets yeah. But they're not in that way where it's weighing her down or it's not in the way that it's like driving all of her actions or like making her immobile. It's it's in a very like realistic way where it's like, oh, I wish I could do this differently, but like I have to keep going for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I did not just clear in, in like in half too. Elzor. Yeah, yeah make <laughs> yeah, making his his actions in the previous book look like a child's play here. That was just God, bruh, bruh. We and now he's going to carry that guilt forever because oh, yeah. for one thing, she was trying to help. For another thing, this is why Stellan died, and she wasn't just trying to help. She fixed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a little surprised because at the end, he's kind of like he told Avar, and Avar's like, "We'll deal with it." And he's like, "Okay, great, I have peace." And I was a little bit like. That was wrapped up a little too quickly, but it's very much just like the initial denial of like, there are bigger fish to fry. I'm going to displace. I'm I'm going to focus my energy on this. We're going to process that later. It's going to haunt him. Yeah, that's going to be rough. Yeah, it's going to oof. That's going to be a big thing that he's going to have to deal with. To feel angry is to be human. (laughs) To cut someone in half, though, is, you know. That is not to be human. (laughs) Listen, this is what I learned from Padme. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And Anakin did it on a scale of like 20 fold, right? Yeah. And like personal reasons, not even that like you destroyed this fucking entire station, uh, which you were wrong about that, Elzar. But like, I understand why you were. Yeah. As they say, personal reasons are the best justification for murder. No, that's a bad justification. That was a bad murder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we I think we can we can unequivocally qualify that as a bad murder. It was a bad murder. <laughs> yeah. I'm like like I kind of I can see where he's coming from because they were yeah. Nile prisoners 
and like they were messing with the stuff that that like he needed to save everyone so i i get that snap judgment of being like this is bad yeah but he yeah. should have taken a moment just just one moment right, like to be as like, a as a jedi you should have taken a moment yeah um or done something non-violent to apprehend them or stop yeah them, like right? use the force or something my god i mean i guess he couldn't really use the force They'll that well but the <laughs> they know well and i mean i think it just speaks to sort of like that which claudia did so well was just writing like they're in this crisis situation they are they're like adrenaline is pumping the entire time the clock is ticking down and it's just like nile bad they're about to, to ruin our chances to get out of here kill yeah oh wait mm. yeah ah shit oh, and like oh, i've oh, made shit. i've made impulsive choices like from a, a place of emotion in much less dire circumstances which with right. much less dire consequences i would like to add but like <laughs> I, I can relate to that feeling of like the thing happens and immediately being yeah. like oh that was that was an emotional decision that i just made yeah yeah for, yeah yeah for sure and then feeling that regret yeah i usually in the I form of a tweet <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, the delete button is very accessible. <laughs> okay, can't delete murder. But you can't delete screenshot. You can't delete. Can't murder. delete murder. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, and I'm also upset because, like, honestly, I'd have been like, you should have killed Nan. At, like, if one of those two, people yeah, if you're gonna right, kill one of them, because Nan's like, I'm gonna go back to to Markeon and he's gonna take me back and like I still I don't want to betray the Nile and Chansey's like fuck the Nile let's go Nan fuck's Nan sake. has to stay alive long enough for Reese Silas to either marry her or get over her listen Reese's gonna kill her and it's yeah. gonna be really rough for him yeah, yeah it's gonna it's gonna be brutal but it's yeah. gonna happen yeah. yeah listeners I don't actually know what happens in Midnight Horizon so I, I'm worried about my baby boys, Reed Silas and Ram Dram. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. And Comac. And Comac Com- deserves, oh no, Comac finding out that Orla died. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yep, that's definitely going to happen in this book. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh boy. So, uh, I think Elzar Man is the odds-on favorite right now to fall to the dark side. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Any any other uh, any other hoping, dark side likely candidates? I'm hoping he doesn't. I don't know. I they kind of killed to. all the Jedi. I knew. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the Jedi and you are gone now. So I'm like, uh, I'm just uh, really upset because, like, I when I thought that Leoc had died. Oh my god. I thought that this book had killed off all of my favorites. And uh, like favorites in the book, right? Like even that grumpy, that grumpy Jedi who just like keeps the station going. I loved him. Mm-hmm. And then he was the yeah. first to die. And I was like, fuck this. Fuck all of this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Two things to say about that. First of all, here's the cover of the book. Every single character on the cover of this book is either dead, presumed dead, or Bell Zedifar, which like <laughs> Isn't that just a metaphor for Bell Zedifar's everything? It really is. Bell! Oh, boy. That poor boy. Baby Bell. Uh. Baby boy. Oh, my God. And I, and then they killed Orla, which I 
could not do I it. was so upset when she died because as soon as she so started going down that way I was like oh no I, I she, knew she, it but I hope not she was like she was she was cool on the first book but she didn't like capture me but immediately in this book in this she was just book, popping yeah, off the I page right and I was just like Orla I I love you I cannot wait for so many more adventures with oh oh you're gonna go look for the things alone really you're gonna do that after the last guy went look for the things alone are you serious God. right now and and especially like her and Stellan were such a like a, a dynamic and like interesting yeah. like foils to each other and I'm so upset that they are both gone <laughs> yeah one of my favorite moments let me find it I think it was 117 yeah. and then the- Burry then Burry Yaga and I was like what the fuck I was so mad at the- I thought Claudia had done me dirty all the way down <laughs> I'm okay. I'm so gonna, I'm gonna keep Belle's hope that Buriaga I am, still be alive. I am too because like Belle has seen a Star War and is like nobody. Yeah, yeah. nobody not dead. Yeah, and if anyone was gonna survive, it would be Buriaga. It would be Buri. Um. So after they find Regal's Cole, which by the way is me as a Jedi. I so love again, so sad when he died. I even though as soon Riddle. as we met him, it's like, okay, obviously we're meeting you so you can die. No, I loved him. Uh, but they find him and Orla like radio still and is like, yeah, his body's like a husk. And still and goes another husk. And this time on Starlight itself. And Orla's like, what do you mean another husk? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, hang on a second. You need to rewind. Where is that word another coming from? Because this is the first fucking husk I've heard about. <laughs> and I feel like if that's another one, we would know about the previous husk. I was I was in Ola's position there where I was like, another husk? Excuse <laughs> me? There was another one? There was. Because I don't think, what was that in? It's in the manga. It's in Edge of Balance Volume 1. Well, Rising there Storm is, is what they're referring to. Oh, but there is one. Yeah, because yeah. I haven't read Rising yeah. Storm. Yeah, um, they're talking about Loden Great Storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I didn't know he was dead, but I also didn't know they found him as a husk. So I was like, this entire thing oh no, they didn't a- find him as a husk. They thought he was dead. Here, I'm, I'm going to catch you yeah, up they, real quick they, so they you can understand Bell's pain. Yeah, yeah. Um, thought he was dead the whole time. Bell sees him, and then he got husked right in front of his eyes. I got husked in front of his eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. My Can Bell Zedifar catch a break, people? No. <laughs> why why oh, did they all oh, sit down at the table and go, you know what, Bell? We're gonna keep him alive for the whole book, but everything is gonna hurt always with this character. But he's becoming he is becoming stronger through it. Like instead of giving up hope or anything, like he's like, I'm gonna do my best to find Burry even if he's dead. Like, yeah. yeah. He's learning from his mistakes. He's becoming a stronger Jedi. He's gonna yeah. be like probably like the heart of the Jedi in the future. Yeah, and you could yeah, you can already tell just how much he cares and mm-hmm. he has a level of like despite his grief he has a level of selflessness that i think most of the jedi try to emulate but from mm-hmm. bell it's coming from like the most genuine and sincere place it's where he so doesn't natural because he doesn't think about it right he yeah. just thinks like i have to do this and the friendship between bell and Buryaga <sighs> is like the most pure thing in the entire galaxy it's so beautiful that's why I need Burry to still be alive. Burry has to be alive. Yeah. Burry has to be alive. Belle, I'm with you. We're not going to give up on Burry yet. <laughs> no, we're not giving up. We're not giving up. And when both of them thought okay. that their masters had been husked and they were just like emotionally supporting each other. Oh, you Talking love to see it. it. Out, like, yeah. oh. Man, yeah. fuck those wrath tars. Fuck those wrath tars. Fuck those wrath tars. Yeah, the wrath tars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so 
furious. I okay. I I loved that Rathars ended up playing a big role in this, and I loved the whole thing about how they were like, yeah, tell them we're hauling Rathars. No one will ever check the ship. And then it turns out there but were there two was. ships that were hauling Rathars, and one of them actually was. <laughs> Yeah. Great twist. I was genuinely shocked when the second one actually happened. And then it's like, yeah, the ship is falling and we're all going to die, but we have to deal with the Rathtar problem. I'm sorry, the what problem? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's Rathtars loose on this ship that is currently crashing to the planet. Like, they don't have enough problems just, like, getting docking bay doors open. They're like, but also... Raftars. Like, I felt why? myself physically aged like 10 years when they revealed that the Raftars were let loose. Yeah, I know. I was just like, I need to, I need to stop. This needs this, this too many things already. And now there's right. Raftars. Raftars multiple. Yeah. Oof. Oh, oh man. That I also just like the whole time. Smiling on the stress. Yeah. And like it's it was a slow burn for the first 150 pages, too, right? Like it's definitely it's a long time before like the first husk happens yeah. like but the whole time coming. they're just like something's blocking the force the force feels weird we should really investigate that okay but first we have to do this 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 and this okay but then we'll definitely investigate it after this okay we really need to like look into this but first we're gonna it, it felt like a metaphor for like people not going to therapy <laughs> <laughs> it was so stressful for the first like chunk of the book where like nothing's then they know something's wrong and yeah. we know something's wrong because we can see the crew like taking everything apart. And those little moments like wriggled, like um noticing that the the transmissions from like one of the things like is the readings really are like yeah, yeah. Is, is weirdly good, even though it shouldn't be. And then he gets distracted by something and it just goes fun. I'm like, you're so you're so close. You're just, so close. Like it happens multiple times. And I was like, you're so close. Right. It's just like it's the it's the same anticipation of like when you're watching a horror movie and you know something's gonna pop, you know there's gonna be a jump scare and you're just like waiting for it to happen. You kind of close your eyes because you think it's gonna happen now, but it still doesn't. And then you're- Especially because they kept like, we kept seeing in their heads and every single one of them is feeling it. And they'd like maybe mention it to one of the person be like, oh, oh, you're feeling that weirdness in the forest too? Yeah, we should talk about that. But they're like, they were never together as a group all going like, oh wait, we're all feeling this. We need to investigate this now. Yeah, and then it's not, yeah. it's also not until Stellan has, not Stellan, not until Elzar has killed Chansey. He's like, should have sent a non-Jedi down here. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. you fucko! <laughs> and there's so many of them too. So That's many. the majority of the station. Right. <laughs> oh man! Again, th there's a thing again. The Jedi be like, "Nope, we have to do all of it." There's literally three of you alive left. Yes, and the three of us must do all the things. Right. Like who? Honestly, who saved more people? Like Leox or Stellan and Elzar combined? So uh, like, yeah, definitely Leox. Get out of um, here. Um, you mentioned it feeling like a horror film. Yeah. And and Claudia mentioned that too about midway through, like the third time someone peeled off by themselves, there was a conversation about like, this is just like the Fright Hollows, which A, I appreciate that there was acknowledgement of that, and B, I appreciate the introduction of Fright Hollows into the Star Wars canon. <laughs> Thank you, Claudia Gray. I really like that. I was like, oh, I want to watch some Fright Hollows with like <laughs> Bell and Bergie, like yeah. unite at the Jedi yeah. Temple. I love that. Ugh, that would have been so good. I, yeah. I mean, and that's what it is, right? It's like, don't fucking split up. Stop, <laughs> Stop it. Up. Stop it. Stop it. Why are you doing <laughs> that? Stop splitting up. It keeps ending badly. Yeah. 
And then it turns out it's not like the ghosts that you thought were the problem. It's actually the demons that are the problem. And you're like, <laughs> ah, shit. I spent this whole time worried about the ghosts. <laughs> hate when that happens. Yeah. Nah, dog. It's the demons. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's time. We must talk about the vessel. The vessel! Yeah. I... Did not expect to see them again. I didn't. Much know. less in like a leading role. Yeah. I mean, I... You know, I was chapter two, <laughs> chapter two of Elzar making his way like, oh, we finally get to leave. I don't know if it was chapter two, but it was Elzar and Orla on this planet, right? Oh, I finally get, we get to leave this planet. I'm so happy. And then he literally thinks that like, oh, Orla led me to this like magical, mystical, like force relic. And it's Geo. <laughs> Like Elzar's <laughs> ready to like pray to it or yeah. worship it, and it's just it's just Geo. Best character Geo. entrance, amazing. Yeah, so I had, good. I wasn't expecting it. I loved every second of it. I yeah. <laughs> and you can tell it like the, the imagery, like I could picture it perfectly, like the the fog, like like the wave slapping in the background, and you just like slowly emerge upon this old, ancient looking stone. Yeah. yeah, like an ancient civilization must have left this. Now it's Geo. That's that's why Olar brought me to like this planet because right. it has this relic of the it has horse. this rock. No, he's our navigator. Yeah, no, he's just a guy. Just a guy. <laughs> just a guy. <laughs> I. And like, it makes total sense, right? It makes total sense that Orla would be like, hey, Vessel, can I give you some money? Mm -hmm. Like, just drive us around for a little bit. And <laughs> I, I was so happy to see them. I was so happy to see them. Uh, Leox, and, and that Leox, like you said, Leox was a leading role in yep. this. Yeah, like, absolutely. And... And like you said, he saved more people than anyone else. And that was it was so cool to see. I mean, it's the High Republic. The whole point is we're learning about the Jedi Order. But once again, we're learning that the Jedi suck. The real heroes are the normal people. <laughs> like, and to see like the common person like working his way through this and like solving this problem. Yeah. While, while the Jedi are like popping in occasionally to give updates and being like, we're busy like taking care of the thing. And Leix is like, okay, I'm going to actually solve the problem here. If that's okay with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's such a good juxtaposition of, uh, yes, it's like all of this force and this vastness and this like larger picture things are are important, but the smaller stuff is important too, mm -hmm. right? And it's it's just as likely that your savior is going to be this fucking guy <laughs> as it is going to be like, the 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 poster child for the Jedi, right? <laughs> Leox, this fucking guy, Yasi. Yeah, this, this guy <laughs> over here, and it's I loved it, and like so much geode content, mm -hmm. so much geode content, and so much geode. I I just love the crew of the vessel so much, and I'm and that fucking guy with the ace of staves yes uh coley <laughs> lynn coley lynn what a, what a great idea to introduce like an antagonist to leox and make him just like the biggest dick in the universe <laughs> he's the worst <laughs> he's person so in the bad. universe like if you thought we couldn't love leox anymore like make him antagonized by the worst guy right the wor <laughs> this guy hates leox because leox has a moral compass right like that's why he hates it <laughs> 
He has no other reason. It's so... No other reason. It's like, The Rock doesn't talk to me. I hate this guy. I hate this guy. <laughs> and, and that other one with them. I hate her too. Yeah, by extension, for affiliating herself with those guys. Those guys. Who do good things. Yeah, fuck them. Like, what? Uh, and and that like he kept trying to do stuff and everyone's like no you fool you absolute buffoon yeah. <laughs> get out of here Coley Lynn um, yeah I I just every moment of Leox in this book was perfect from him just having a great time riding on Buryaga's shoulders as he like repaired power cells for mm-hmm. I was just Leox is like I know that we're in a really bad situation but if you don't enjoy being up on a Wookiee's shoulders you have no heart like <laughs> and he's not wrong he's correct and and I just Leox <laughs> I love Leox so much. She's just such a good person, like a, a truly wholesome person. And that's not like you're nice all the time or that, you know, you don't do drugs or <laughs> things like that. It's that you prioritize like others, even if you don't know them, and you prioritize the people you love and your family. And like Leox says, this is the only note I took from this entire book. Um, Leox says, if you do something to save your own life, you ought to be able to do it to save someone else's. And Leox, what the fuck? You're just some <laughs> guy. Like the 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 narrator of the audiobook is just doing his Beth Matthew McConaughey impression. Like, <laughs> Like it is, it is literally just him being Matthew McConaughey. And That's which, amazing. Right. And it's just like, yeah, there's this guy. He never buttons his shirt up all the way. Like, he, I don't know if I saw this on Twitter somewhere. This just like, it's definitely not in the book, but like Leox is, is not able to sit in a chair correctly. No. And ever no, in his life. No. Yeah. No, not at all. Not <laughs> at all. And he, he's out here doing literally everything he can anything that anybody asks of him he's the first to volunteer when the Jedi are like we might die and Leox is like well all right (laughs) it's like (laughs) what (laughs) and he has no interest in getting his kisses in but he is very supportive of his crewmate who wants to get his kisses in (laughs) so supportive shall we do a dramatic reading (laughs) yes let's do a dramatic reading please In the main docking bay, Afihala looked over the Adrens' ship with approval. Nice little skiff, she said. We can have it back in top shape in no time. Good, Joss replied absently. Good. He was staring into the distance, and his tone of voice had shifted from easygoing humor to something darker. Afi's ears pricked up. What had gone wrong? Only minutes had passed since both Adrens had inspected the vessel with her, met Leox and Geode, and offered up plenty of ways to help. 
At that very moment, Leax was probably going through his audio files, because it turned out he and the Adrins were fans of the same Simjo band. So everyone was friendly, getting along, exchanging files even. How could that already have changed for Joss Adrin? Um... She began. What's the problem? Joss let out a long sigh. <sighs> Listen, I know there's nothing for me to worry about. Not really. But that doesn't mean I appreciate people flirting with my wife in front of my very eyes. <laughs> Leox isn't flirting, Affy said. He winds up hugging everybody sooner or later. Leox Giassi isn't the problem. <laughs> Joss huffed. It's that damn rock. Affy angled her body around the side of the Adrins' ship to see the vessel. Its hatch was open, geode at the top of the ramp, upon which sat Pika Adrin, her curly hair bouncing as she laughed. Affy hurri- hurriedly said, Geode's a Vintian. It's not like there's anything he could do with a human, even if he wanted to. Which he doesn't. He dates in species only, which for most people I think is kind of narrow-minded, but you have to admit for Vintians, it's kind of unavoidable. Joss looked over her shoulder and sighed. Oh, I guess you're right. Affy smiled at him, relieved to have restored his mood, while inwardly thinking, Oh great, Geode's on the prowl again. Geode's on the prowl again! <laughs> <laughs> Leox! Affy's voice rang through the ship as he heard her footsteps on the ramp. Where's Geode? Sleeping, I think. Vintians kept odd hours. Affy appeared in the cockpit door, eyes wide. He's in his bunk. Alone, right? Of course! You know he only floats around. Yeah, but this time he's flirting with one of the mechanics who can get us out of here. Affy plopped down in the seat beside Leox, shaking her head. Who happens to be married to the other mechanic who can get us out of here. Hey, the guy can't help it. Leox said with a shrug. The ladies go for that strong silent time. This won him a scowl from Affy. He can help it more than he does, and this time he'd better. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to him when he gets up. Amazing. Amazing. Geode's on the prowl again. Geode, now is not the time. <laughs> they might die. If if the time isn't now, I don't know when the time is. <laughs> I thought Geode died in this book. When, what? when Geode stuck himself in front of the blaster to save... I don't oh, even remember yeah. who he saved. I was like, did, did Geo just die? And then they're like, he was a rock, so he was fine. I'm like, oh, of course, he's a rock, he's fine. <laughs> he's a rock, yeah. He's a rock, he's, he's a fucking rock. But when they kept hyping up, like, all your faves are gonna die, don't get attached, all your faves are gonna die, I was like, they're gonna fucking kill Geode. <laughs> <laughs> no, just Buryago. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be pretty hard to kill Geode, I feel. Yeah. yeah, he's a rock. <laughs> yeah, he's just a straight up rock. Like, it's hard to kill a rock. I and... hope we get the Geode edit of the original trilogy where they just stick, <laughs> like, like there's already rocks and plenty of background shots yeah. of the original trilogy, but like they intentionally stick a very Geode looking rock like in the background of certain scenes. <laughs> he's in like Jabba's palace. Yeah, <laughs> just like smoking a cigar. 
<laughs> okay, Lando's holding a cigar up to Geode okay, for him. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Geode and Lando would be on the prowl together. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a team up oh, right God. there. <gasps> Lando, Leox, and Geode. This this galaxy could not town. handle. <laughs> You're gonna write that fanfic, Meg. I'm gonna write that fanfic. Like, like, like Geode, not Geode. Uh, Leox just like being chill as like everyone else is trying to like game, and he's just. I'm having a great time. <laughs> he's just vibing. Things. He's vibing, and he's taking Holos to send Affy later. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, I do, I do have to say, I really did love the Adrins. I mm-hmm. thought they were really great, like supporting characters. Yeah, just like a before? good old fashioned married couple. Yeah. Have a we couple seen them before? Spacers. I don't think so. And like along the same vein, right? Where it's like they're gonna help people and they're not they're not there just to get theirs. And I just really appreciate that out on like the outer rim where you have people like Coley Lynn. Um, you have good folks too, like the Adrians. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, let's let's find out. Are we second guessing? Ourselves I feel like here? they were in Light of the Jedi. They were oh, like I one of the ships that helped out. Oh, they would be. Yep, they, you're totally right. They yeah, would. I remember the name Joss. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The the only Joss that I care about. Yeah, the only Joss that I like. I I remembered. I remembered that when I saw them, I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure it's those same people. Oh. Yep. That's right. And we talked about them in our episode too, about how they were a nice married couple. Yeah, <laughs> okay. they are just a Great. lovely married couple. We love yeah. them. Man, I love that. <laughs> Good for them. Um, some of our some of our background characters, Yoda continues to be unhelpfully MIA. Poof got mentioned once. Poof oh, got yeah. one mention. Because <laughs> I remember seeing them, you're like, ah, Poof. I laughed really hard. Poof's like on the phone, not helping anything. Yeah, I was like, why? Why is he... <laughs> That warmonger. Motherfucker. Uh, um, I really like that Queen Thandeka was was in it. Yes. Yeah. Lesbian Queens. Yeah. A plus, A plus. Yeah. Good lots shit. of lots of good like relationship goals in this, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you got like Burry and Bell. Yeah. Um, you got well kind of the triad at the end of it before everybody died. <laughs> I wouldn't call them relationship goals. <laughs> <laughs> I would call them relationship realities. I don't know if I'd call them relationship <laughs> goals. Yeah, Stellan's 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 ideal was an ideal in the last part where he's like, no. I would have made this happen. And then he's like, mm, someone has to hold these controls. Yeah. Um oh, uh what's his call sign? B5? the the protocol droid that the the one that that elzar pranked stellan yeah yeah uh is jj 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 five one four five yeah yeah loved that i love four five love the especially in the end i got really choked up as they're describing like jj trying to see if he has enough dexterity that he could hold the controls yeah. to make the thrusters mm-hmm. go. I was just like, oh my god. Yeah. Like they became real friends and I was really emotional. Which is so sweet because like the whole thing was Elzar's like, I'm gonna annoy Stellan with this droid. 
like which is totally something i would do by the way yeah (laughs) just like big 3po moment right where it's just like this annoying guy but it's like no he's actually the best friend i could ever ask for. yeah he's he's doing such good work and he's a sweetheart there was a scene between uh elzar and the droid towards the end where they're like trying to trying to fix everything you know as they do yeah they're like okay we we might get exposed to radiation we need some radiation suits where are they and jj is very helpfully like oh well they're in the the upper storage compartment <laughs> and Elzar's like okay so that is not connected to us anymore <laughs> <laughs> and then, then he's like okay there is one in the lower storage area and Elzar's like great can we go get that one and jj says the lower storage area is currently inaccessible due to the radiation <laughs> Elzar's like, okay, so is there a way that we could get rid of the radiation? How long would it take? And JJ's like, approximately 10,000 years. And Elzar's like, okay, that's not going to work either. Okay, well. Like, I love I love a little lighthearted comedy amidst, like, the, the, the terror that is what yeah. this book was for the second half. Yeah. Right. And again, like, right, and this is, I don't want to keep comparing him to 3PO because JJ's their own droid, but it's again this the comedy that comes from protocol droids is that they are so sincere in trying to help Mm -hmm. and that's why it's funny it's not because they're making (laughs) jokes it's just that like that's like that's not they can't read the room they can't read the room and it's like (laughs) that's not really the answer that's an unhelpful answer right that like they're in the top portion it's like well thanks man (laughs) really helpful there to break yeah it to that... you. we're not attached to that anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i just this book this book was so good for all of the character moments mm-hmm. like yes yeah. i get like that's what claudia does yep. and does damn well i don't really care about starlight beacon as like a thing and i don't necessarily care about the jedi order as a thing I say having a Jedi Order tattoo. Um, <laughs> but like all of the characters got so much, even if they were just in it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, gosh, it's just so, like, it's just <laughs> so good. And even Affie being like, I, made a friend at the end when she yeah yeah i mean just like making friends in in trying times yeah and she's just like i made a friend and i don't know if i'm if we're all gonna die and if i'll see her again and oh boy (laughs) it's so painful Another great little character moment. Uh, Buryaka and Bell are like fixing something, and and Buryaka figures out a solution. Bell's like, "Bury, you're brilliant." And then it says, "Modestly, Buryaka admitted this was true, but currently beside the point." <laughs> yeah, I love, I love Buryaka so much. Bury's so sassy. He, yeah, yeah. super sassy. Bury's so confident in himself. Right, yeah. it's good. He deserves it. Right, yeah. and like makes all those like kind of traditional jokes about how like he's how much older he is than bell right but it's like you're also a teen basically you're still just a kid buddy you're you're a teen for (laughs) wookie um the the last thing i had that i wanted to point out was that we expanded some uh vocabulary lore uh in that we learned what some groups of certain species are called so we now know that it's a grove of wookies uh, a tinker of droids. Love that. A bulge of huts. Don't love that. Love it. 
an illumination of Jedi. We did know illumination of Jedi. I've heard that we before. Did. And yeah. then the last one, my favorite personal favorite, a remorse of Wrath Tars. A remorse. I that really says a like lot about Tars. how people feel. Extremely about correct. <laughs> there are no other feelings that happen when there are large groups of Wrath Tars around. Remorse. <laughs> I love a Tinker of Droids so much. It's so cute. I really like the visual image of getting all of the droids in like basically Stellan's office and connecting them all together to where they're just yeah. a big network. It was so cute that they're it just like, so okay, hold on. We got to do this. Like, <laughs> very sweet. I love, I love when droids come along to save the day. Yeah. Like it was, it gave me the same feelings as like Tonin and the mouse droids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, of like, don't worry. The droids got it. <laughs> and, like, and like um the droid LT or whatever, um in the medical suite mm-hmm. who was like so psyched up by the extra battery power and he was like oh, oh, oh this rock is amazing <laughs> yeah. it's like, this feels a little awkward to be watching is this, is this kind of a personal yeah. moment for you Woo! He was having such a great time and Bell was like oh god what have i done <laughs> you done good buddy you done good thanks You'll for all that hit a red bull man right leave that droid live its best fucking life it is heal oh man i wish i could feel like that droid like i want that energy so bad plug in an extra power cell because let's go yeah and then he like lt i think was the same one who was like worrying about bell as like bell's like i'm gonna go back to fucking starlight and he's like yeah. don't do this <laughs> Yeah, LT was a good droid. Yeah. There were so many good droids in this book. There were a lot of good droids. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, I do want to point out that I think I, in my head canon is <laughs> Leox's parachute is made from a wolf hide. Oh my god. Very yes. important. Yes, very important. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for absolutely. I didn't I didn't I didn't fit know that, but now that I know that it is 100 percent obviously correct because yeah it makes you sense. it had to be it would have to be a strong enough material that it wouldn't like get like caught and torn by mm-hmm. like trees or like by the wit by like harsh winds and stuff yeah and it's like what can't you do with a woofa hide yeah. you can do anything with a woofa hide you can do anything with a woofa how many woofa hives ha- hides has how many woofa hides have saved lives compared to the jedi order <laughs> More, more than so the answer order. is more. <laughs> so many, so many lives saved by yeah. Wolf of Hides. Um, yeah, I, I was as soon as he was like parachute, I was like, it's a Wolf of <laughs> The full body sense of relief I felt when oh Leox god. like walked up to to the vessel crew. Oh god! Super casual, like, hey, what are y'all looking at? Oh man, that was we needed that. You know that book. We needed something like that. Yeah. And at that so point, like I believed it because, like, all our other darlings yeah. had been killed at that point. I was like, Yo, yeah. okay, we're going full Rogue One on this shit, I guess. I was like, hey, shit, I- Leox. Like the fact that like they described how he was like torn away. I was like, okay, he's dead. Yep. That guy is dead. There's no way he can survive this. Yeah, I don't know why it didn't but- occur to me. Of course, he had a wolf hide on him, but like, God, right, like- if only Stellan had thought to have a wolf hide on him, he'd still be alive too. You could. I don't wrapped- know how the hide could have saved yeah, him. Yeah, because you could have wrapped the woofa hide around like the controls oh, shit, yep, and would have rigged it up. Yeah, so it's where always have a woofa hide. Always have a woofa hide. Um, yeah, I right because they describe Leox's death in more detail than like Burry's, and they're yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, f in the chat for Burry," and it's like you don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, but Leox, God, but he Leox- he sounded dead. I. 
I, I was at, I mean, it's so far into the book that like, I was gonna finish it, but there was a moment where I was like, I'm not going to listen to this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I did have to put it down briefly. Cause I was so upset. I was like, he'll be fine. Like we're going to have one character who's going to be fine. And even if he gets taken off of the ship, they can catch him in their own ship. And then he gets like brutally torn away by the wind. And I was like, oh. right. And it's like, he's, he's been too good in this book right yeah. and like yeah he was given so much time and all of like, the other hero yeah. characters have died right like, and was such like a fucking hero that i was like they're gonna, <sighs> they're gonna. i didn't yeah. when he turned like, up i was i nearly cried i was so really i was <sighs> i was so <sighs> upset i was <sighs> so starlight beacon crashing was kind of inevitable from the very beginning because there's no starlight beacon in the present yeah we knew but also like actually. it 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 is significant i feel like and 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 I, it, like i don't know what i'm trying to say here but it just feels important to mention that like the infrastructure sucks and now the republic is no longer spying on people with starlight beacons so that seems good at least right yeah but so starlight beacon can't help people like it did with the planet yeah and that's There has to be another way than to build this like very like what's wrong with just having a plain old planet ship? Like, why did you have to make Starlight Beacon, right? Because mm-hmm. they wanted a beacon. They wanted something yeah, that but, showed that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was like, something I, out there. It was, it was a sign of strength. Yes. And I like understand. protection. It's a sign of fucking hubris is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Um, but it did do good. Like they yes. did do good with yeah. it. And like it, it was a home for a lot of people. And yeah. it really does signify like the end of this, this era of the Jedi. Yeah. And like the public faith in the Jedi, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not yeah. that I think this is going to turn everybody to be like Nile supporters, right? But like they're not people aren't are going to be more reluctant to reach out to the Jedi when they have problems and to yeah. believe that the Jedi can help them. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if when we return to this time period in 2029 or whenever the hell we're going to get back here <laughs> uh, to find out that like Lena So is no longer chancellor. She's been right. like the, the vote of no confidence thing probably is going to happen with her right vote after now. this. Vote yeah. Now. And like some skeezy politician is now in place who's going to like really accelerate the Jedi, like becoming the corrupt order that we know them to be in the prequels. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Because it's going to yeah. happen eventually, yeah. 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 Oh, that's why they have people like Yariel Poof on the council. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God. Yep. Fuck that guy. Yariel Poof. Love your neck. Hate who you are as a person. Hate, hate everything else. <laughs> the there are, there are a good. surprising number of people for whom I feel exactly that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into it. <laughs> So, so what I mean, so we kind of are at a crossroads here. We've got, we know that we're going to be flashing back now for phase two. And then we know that hopefully we're going to return to this at phase three. What are we hoping for? Like sort of both of those things. What what do we want to see now? I want to see stuff that'll make me upset. (laughs) I mean, mission accomplished with this one, maybe. (laughs) But I mean, like with flashbacks, like we'll get flashbacks, these characters that I want. Oh, that'll make it hurt more. Yeah. I want to hurt more. Uh, For me, I'm kind of torn 
Like I can't necessarily think of anything I want in flashbacks, like in, in pre this time period, Mm -hmm. besides like being able to see like little Padawan Buryaga, because he's the only one who's like I care about who would be alive probably at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because like so many of my character, my favorite characters are younger characters who like just wouldn't be born yet. Um, Or that like, for Orla and Comac, we got a lot of their backstory. Um, do you think we're gonna get Yariel Poof as a Padawan? Fuck that guy. <gasps> do you think we'll get Yaddle? I want a Yaddle story! Uh, Yaddle's definitely gonna Yaddle be there, story. yeah, yeah. We gotta see Yaddle. I swear Claudia Gray, write me a Yaddle story. Okay, but before he felt it, it's gonna be like little kid Anakin Skywalker. It's gonna be little Ana- Yariel Poof. His neck is gonna be like much shorter. He's just gonna be a little kid. <laughs> What if his neck's the same length but it's everything else? Long. <laughs> he just had a smaller body and fuller head. <laughs> That's horrifying. Or maybe Padawan Oporensis. I imagine he still has a beard, but also he's same so- like beard is still the same size, but he's much smaller. It's yeah. just like brown rather than yeah, like white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. Um. Yeah. Like I. More than anything, I think I'd probably be interested in like what new people that we'd meet in these like masters mm-hmm. of like the current masters and stuff like that, because like, 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 because I haven't read the other two like Del Rey Star like High Republic books, like I don't really care about seeing like Elzar and Stellan and Avar as younglings. There is a character. So the one confirmed story we have is about Porter Engel, who is a character who was in the first two books and not this one. But I think you're gonna like Porter Engel. Isn't he? I remember Porter. He's Engel. in another he's book. He's in another. I book. think he's probably mentioned. He's he's around a lot. He's the Blade of Bardotta. He's just like this old retired Jedi who's yes, just like I like him over I, it, but still know. like fighting because he just can't stop himself. I didn't know there was a confirmed story about him and a very good cook too. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. I'm here for Porter. Yeah, yeah. I think I think was it Charles Soule who said he's doing something with him. Oh, oh nice. So, Porter. I don't keep track of this stuff. I just assume Danny will tell me which books I should read. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Danny's going. That's all, all we know. Yeah, we know some new authors who are doing it. We know that the same five authors are doing more stuff. And we know that it's going back 150 years before this and oh, Porter 150 Engel. years. Jesus. That's Christ. so yeah. many years. Yeah. <laughs> that's way that's more years, years than I thought. Yeah, I that it was like a 50 year jump or like nope. 20 years. That's so far. I yeah. don't even know. Yeah, Yaddle. I want a Yaddle story. Yeah, I, we need Yaddle. So that's where, yeah, the question is, like, is it just going to go back that far? Or is it going to catch us all the way up to where we will get some some stories of our trio when they're young, you know, 20 years ago? Or is that is it entirely sort of this other thing? It's very interesting. Yeah. But I, I mean, I trust it. I trust them. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see what they'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I... Anything else about the Fallen Star? I enjoyed it. It was a lot, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Well said. I think definitely once, unfortunately, once the station kind of broke, like the pace really picked up and it Mm -hmm. was, you just kind of got caught up in it after that too, because like you also felt the time crunch. as like I read the last 250 pages in one sitting. I cannot remember the last time I've read that many pages. Yeah, I read most of In such a short amount of time. Yeah. Because what... You have to know yeah. what happens. It's like at this point, I'm just like, I can't put it down, and I got the whole day free, so I'm not gonna put it down. Right, <laughs> right, because you know it's not gonna be like, oh, ten days later. It's like, no, yeah. no, no. We got two hours, or we might all die. So, 
um, yeah, I, I'm really glad that I read this book <laughs> and it, I don't know, like it still doesn't feel like it's necessary. Like to me, it doesn't feel like it's like, oh, the, the, the big capstone at the end of this, like the, the Del Rey adult books, mm-hmm. um, because it just seems so much more accessible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, I don't know because I didn't read the first two. So, I yeah. think, I think, uh, we on this podcast can be notoriously hard to please sometimes. And I think the fact that we have not yet had a higher public episode where any of us are like, it sucked is yeah. really like, that's an amazing accomplishment. Like I'm, all your yeah. New York times, bestseller list accolades are great and all, but like, I think the thing that the high Republic architecture should be most proud of is the fact that they've satisfied us. Yeah. specifically us no but yeah. that's true though because we are harsh <laughs> yeah we all have yeah. very different tastes and we're all yes. quite harsh about yep. them yes yep. and yeah the fact that like you're getting most of us to agree on this yeah this is a like, lot like when we see a problem with something we say something <laughs> <laughs> and i am picky with books like i am very picky yeah. i'm least picky when it comes to like franchise books i will admit but i'm still picky mm-hmm. yeah. right you've been on coruscant nights for like seven years <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't remind me <laughs> jesus christ so like danny you're correct like i think it's a huge accomplishment that i've liked all of the high republic books that i've read and like mm-hmm. really and en- not just liked but like really enjoyed them and like really love a lot of these characters which like in star wars it's nice to have something that we can generally rely on to be unapologetically good yeah yeah um i love leox so much i also miss Vern. well this is we've reached the end of phase one but we have a lot to talk about still and we're gonna see Vern at least once more uh so we've still got two more books and so many comics uh so uh the high republic continues yes uh, i just have to say i wish Vern wasn't on a mission to disaster yeah that feels a little auspicious (laughs) don't like that don't like that yeah why couldn't Vern's book be titled mission to like the ice cream shop relaxation (laughs) yeah mission to the spa planet mas canada went to mission to self-actualization yeah 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 uh, now it's yeah mission to master cell and geos's funeral like yep, basically it's not, a, oh, not a great mission don't like that uh well we'll be back to talk about all that and more um but in the meantime uh Seth, i'm not gonna make you do the thing we're rogue padron look for rogue padron and uh until next time we are all the republic Crash out yeah we are <laughs> nice. You say nice. Nice. I forgot. Nice. Sorry. <laughs>this is why this is why the no notes format doesn't work for us <laughs> we have to remember a single a single line <laughs> we forget it every time it's the easiest part of- it, it truly is <laughs> nice uh. <laughs> we're really good podcasters yeah we're really good at the our best. job <laughs>